<laughs> Good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Love Bass Love Talk. As promised, hello, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Babs. Nice to see you yeah. again. I saw I saw Andrew uh, at uh, the birthday party for Tegan. She turned fifty. Turned fifty. Fifty. And we were yeah. we. It was like New Year's Eve. We were dancing the night away. And then I yeah. saw you at Possible Futures. And I yes, you. Possible Futures. So we, you know, we be we be running into each other in these streets. I know. <laughs> I know. How are you this morning? I'm listen, you know, Harry and I, you know, Harry, Harry, Harry thinks it's ridiculous that I'm so hopeful. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So, and he and he might have a point. He might be he might be so right, but I remain hopeful. I I believe that we can have peace in the world. Hmm. So anyway. Yeah, that's a. Well, I'm happy to explore that a little bit. <laughs> but first, what we need to do first, it's been a little while since I've been here, so I'm happy to be um, on your show with you, Babs. Um, but let's start with uh, welcoming and honoring our ancestors, Absolutely. thanking them for the blessings and the gifts that they have left for us, right? that, that are actually in us. And, and that we're saying to them, thank you for that. And we're using those gifts today, which I think speaks also to this piece around hope um, or even despite how hard things are, how we live, we still live. Right? Um, but first we'll do this. I'll do this chant. <clears throat> so for those who not heard this, this is a, a Yoruba chant um, that we sing to honor our ancestors in that tradition. Niba mama tofu washeu. Niba mama tofu washeu. Niba mama tofu washeu. Niba mama tofu washe ashe tefu anlandu yu. Niba mama tofu washe. Niba ye ye tofu washe u. Niba ye ye tofu washe. Niba ye ye tofu washe u. Niba ye ye tofu washe ashe tefu anlandu yu. Ba ye ye tofu washe. Niba e tofu washe u. Niba e tofu washe. Niba e tofu washe u. Niba e tofu washe. Ashe tefu anlandu yu. Niba e tofu washe. Bai tofu washe. Bai tofu washe. Ashe. Ashe. May it be so that we recognize these gifts and these blessings that our ancestors have left for us. And may it be so that we are able to use them in our lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Ashe. Um, yeah, I think that speaks really for me to this piece around um, what to orient around 
when in times of uh, challenge, difficulty, pain, when it can so easily respond to that with despair and hopelessness. Um, and I think for me, there's a way of, regardless of the circumstances, to orient around like something that's life affirming because life is still unfolding mm. and life is actually fundamentally a life of change, right? And things are living and dying and appearing and disappearing all the time. That's the nature of life. Like we will, nobody who we're in intimate, intimate relationship with right now, including ourselves will be here in, in 200 years. And so the things that feel like, ah, oh, the most important things or the despair or I'm not seen or I'm crushed down, or I'm in pain, they'll be gone. We'll be gone. Right? We're here for just these brief moments. Um, and ourselves, we are changing all the time. And so to me that there's something in life itself to orient around. Uh, to in the face of life itself, right? So um, not to be cryptic, but, um, you know, I've had my own struggles, um, which I've talked about before of being depressed and um, wrapped up in addiction and uh, mental health issues and being suicidal and thought I kind of had things figured out and was like, I'm not seen, I feel like an alien, right? what hope is there, right? There's these systems that are, right? And, and violence and dehumanizing that's happening everywhere and the plan, all the things. And like, what's the point? And in those moments, um, getting a glimpse that, well, there's something in life, like life itself, and there's something in life that um, it's possible to connect with and find and orient around that actually provides, gives meaning. And if we look at nature, right, there's, you look at a tree, regardless of what's going on around it, it continues to live, right? To orient towards the nutrients in the soil and the sun. People carve initials in it, it still does the same thing with the nutrients in the soil and the sun, right? And then all the beings that it's connected with, but it's, it's that orientation to life itself. And we wouldn't look at one tree and be like, well, that tree is more of a tree. That oak tree is more oak tree than that other oak tree, <laughs> right? They're, they're in different circumstances and still it's the same. Let me orient and be nurtured and nourished and go towards this light, which is nurturing and nourishing. Which And that light is there for all of us, right? The sun is just shining, shines on all of us, not like the good differently than the bad or the ill than the healthy, right? Or the young differently than the old. And so there's something in life itself to orient towards, particularly when circumstances and the stories tell us otherwise, right? Because the circumstances tell us, oh, not just it's not worth it, but you're not worth it, right? 
No, you have this hope, right? You want to be a something. No, this place isn't for you. And we get that message outside of ourselves and we've internalized that message. And um, so this morning, like I went for a quick, right before the show, I went for a quick hike up West Rock because I needed that. I needed that like um, reminder, not intellectually, but like, oh, right. The world is big. This, this being, this West Rock being has been here through all the ups and downs, right? People's lives and deaths and good and bad and love and hate and war and hope and peace, all the things. And it's present. Even as it too is still changing, but it has, a, you know, its arc of time is much longer. And so having a sense and being connected to like, oh, and, and it's not better than the trees that are growing on it or the birds that are roosting on it. It's, it's also there. They're also there. All of this is, is unfolding, oriented towards life. And so that piece around, like, can we orient towards the blessings that our ancestors, as human beings who lived in this, on this same planet, different specific circumstances, but still the same circumstances of life, right, of being a person. Some things get encouraged. Some things get crushed, right? We are seen. We're not seen. We love. We hate. We suffer, we live, we die, we grieve, we continue. And so there's something about orienting towards this, the, the goodness, the blessings, the ashe that they have left for us in ourselves. We are them in ourselves, in our blood, our bones, the way we see, the way we smell, the way we touch, the way we hear, the way we taste, the way we sense reality. They have passed that on. And so can we orient towards the good ways, right? These, these ways that, oh, yes, I can create this. Oh, yes, I can love here. Oh, yes, I can build this. Or I can be nurtured and nourished. I can learn to live. Right? Our ancestors learned to live even in the midst of genocide and institutions of slavery and all kinds of other oppressions and uh, immigration and emigration and uh, family violence, right? And it's still we've lived and found an orientation to life itself. And so it's not this fantasy of like, well, maybe one day it'll just all turn around, right? That It will change because everything changes. And can in that, can we also orient towards this this thing called life, these things that have been passed on? And then can we see them and find them, seek them out, and then use them, implement them. Oh, so there's a poet Basho who said, um, um, there's probably lots of versions of it, but there's one which is, don't walk in the footsteps of your ancestors or your teachers, but seek what they sought. So it's not to be them, right? Oh, and I have to act like they did or do all the things they did or go back to some majestic time, right? Oh, but they sought in their life love. They sought a connection to the divine. They sought um, and yearned for and loved caring for people. Oh, what would that mean for me now? Do I orient towards those things? What do I orient towards? What are my yearnings and needs that are both mine, but also are connected to this, these legacies 
on what has come before and what will come after. And so even in the face of uh, pain and suffering, that can be overwhelming. Can we also say, ah, and yes, there's still life. Mm. Right? Mm. If these circumstances are happening, well, we, so can we lean and develop skills to orient towards life versus oriented towards despair? We can like feel that. grief, right? We can feel it, mm. but that's different to choose to, I'm going to orient towards it. I'm going to orient towards cynicism. I'm going to orient towards, oh, oh, you push me. Well, I'm going to push you back harder. Right? You don't see me. Well, I'm not going to see you. Right? If, oh, you don't see me? Well, look, life is still here. You actually don't get to determine my relationship with that. So let's do that together. Or at least do that ourselves. And then we can see it's like getting your head above the water, like, oh, or out of the like smoke or out of the out of, from under the blanket. Oh, there's a world out here. <laughs> and then you might see other people poking their heads. Oh, look, <laughs> there's a, someone else out here too trying. And you live. And then you can be creative about if it's about um, fostering and changing conditions so that other people can find their way out. Then you do it from a place of clarity versus a place of despair and overwhelm, right? A reactivity. Because I don't think that the, our thinking about what we need is clear when we come from those places of despair or reactivity. Mm -hmm. right? We have to like doubt our thinking. When I was like in those pits of despair, I, I, <laughs> my first ideas weren't helpful ones. They were like habits that got me into the, got me into that hole in the first place. So I had to learn to like, well, let me sit for a minute instead of like trying to dig my way out of the hole deeper, right? Let me, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what got me here? Maybe if, if I pause, right? Instead of running frantically in circles or avoiding how I'm actually feeling, mm. um, there may be a way out. And it might be different than what I could have imagined. And life might be different than what we can imagine. And there's not one way to do it. It's like, you know, what someone smells a smell. And for some people, that's the most wonderful smell in the world. And other people are like that. I don't know what you're smelling, but I don't want to go near that. Right? <laughs> but we can orient towards the things that we're yearning for and the things that are nourishing for us. And be honest with ourselves and be gentle, right? tender. That's the place of like life and hope is a very fragile thing. It's very hope, very, uh, um, yeah, very tender, right? It's easy, you know, a, a, like a tender little sapling, right? Little shoots coming out. That's it's strong wind, a rock can roll over it and just, oh, it's dead now, right? It's very tender, right? But then it grows into something very big, which we as human beings have also learned how to destroy, right? But the, because the destruction <laughs> is easy. Yeah. It's easy. Right? In terms of effort, 
Um, but in terms of consequences, it's, um, it creates more pain because it's just a habit that people just roll over the things trying to grasp at something else. Oh yeah, my ancestors left this. I know, you know, I can build things or I love to make things or I just love to care for people or, um, but that's stupid. I have to go get paid. I have to go find my way in the marketplace. I have to go engage in power over dynamics so that I don't feel small, so I don't feel vulnerable. So that tender thing in me, I'm just gonna trap it and secure it so no one can get to it and lock it away. And so of course things feel hopeless because we are not even allowing ourselves to admit that it's there and then to what do we actually need to do for that to grow and to find a place in the world, find our place in the world. Howard Thurman is a um, theologian, philosopher, um, a black person whose quote I love, um, it's don't, and it's a quote I love and I keep thinking I get it wrong when I'm about to say it. Um, don't do what you think the world needs, but instead do what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who've come alive. Mm-hmm. Right? It's including ourselves in that as opposed to, oh, I should be doing that out there. Right? Oh, they, they just need me to do that, so I should just go do that. Or that's what they tell me success is. That's what status is. That's what love is. That's what joy is. That's what health is. That's what meaning is. Oh, but what makes me truly come alive? These deep, tender places. We have to nourish that little being in us whenever we find it because some of us have had to lock that away to survive right? being a young person getting through some really hard times but can we now in this moment oh i wonder what's there oh hmm. maybe there's something in there that that there could be a little bit more space for maybe i can i can nourish it a little bit or maybe I can be curious about it and then, oh, well, what would I need to do to have a life where it gets nourished? Mm. Can I hold that with as much intensity and drive as I'm doing all these other things, as I'm scrolling through my feed, right? Could I, oh, let me take two minutes. What, right? And then we, what is that ashe? What are those blessings that have been left for me? And how do I nourish them today? How do I come alive? How do I manifest those things in this particular life that we have now? Which our ancestors, they don't have this life now, we have this life now. All those who come after us, they don't have this life now, we have this life now. So what can we do? And I think there's a lot, even if it's the, a lot is all, is that nurturing and nourishing. There's a lot to do to take care of that tender little, whatever wispy potential that's in us to orient towards life. And then imagine the 
systems, relationships, organizations, families that we create coming from that place. How we address inequity, how we address climate crisis, how we address oppression from that place. That's life affirming. That is worth, right? That's the hope. That's the, what makes it worthwhile for me. <laughs> that's what has a good grounding message. Yeah. That's what's kept me going all these years since the late eighties, early nineties. So Anru, how do you think about peace? Do you think about peace as, as a place, as an activity, as a, how do, how do we, how do we, how do you get peaceful in a world full of ongoing chaotic, chaotic chaos? <laughs> <laughs> well, so if, so peace is that nourishment of that tender place. You can't nourish you can't be open to being nourished. You can't nourish yourself. You can't really nourish somebody else in a place of chaos and war and violence. Mm. So there's like this inner peace, right? And since everything is changing all the time, it's, we have to kind of re keep coming back, keep nourishing, right? You have a plant. You don't like, Oh, I watered it once. There we go. It's all done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now There's go a child. survive. <laughs> right. Okay, child, here's some. Today I gave you food and shelter and clothing. Okay. <laughs> right. And we have to do it hours later, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not just the next day, right? So, but, you know, for real, like, if, we, if we're not connected to our needs, um, then we can't orient towards peace. Because one could say, like, oh, peace is, uh, I don't want to just say, like, getting those needs met. Um, peace is a quality, a, is a quality. Um, peace is, I mean, we get into, like, what's peace, what's liberation, justice, all the things. And I think that... Um, orienting towards ourselves, right? Care, compassion, love. Like to me, those are all connected to peace, right? There can be excitement and joy and activity, right? But it's from that quality, uh, honoring the connections that actually exist versus, oh, you're this other, so you don't matter as much, right? So honoring those connectivities, that's a part of peace. Um, it means being honest um, you know, with ourselves and other people, but also being like, compassionate. It's not like the kind of brutal honesty or like tough love piece aspect of it. Uh, um, I mean, those are things I think about for what is peace. So what would it mean to, um, you know, this whole frameworks of like nonviolent communication, for example, which can help orient towards like our needs and our feelings and being in relationship with people and compassion and empathy, right? All those things. 
And so that's also with ourselves. How do we give ourselves those things, cultivate those things? We need capacity to orient towards something that's life-affirming, that's possible, because it's also vulnerable. I look at, um, it's in trying to live peacefully for myself, I am more deeply and kind of aggressively confronted with violence and the potential for violence that's inside of me also. And, and, and the, the training that I have of like, yeah, peace is nice, but like if someone's coming after you, you need to kill them or coming after your loved ones, you need to kill them. Like that's, that's the story, that's the training that I have as being someone in a male body in the society. Yeah, peace is all fine and good. Nonviolence is all fine and good till someone's coming at you with something. And um, one response to that I heard a long time ago, I don't remember who it was from, but they're like, you know, there's the, the, the notion of like someone trying to say, I believe in nonviolence or, or peace. And someone said, well, what if this? What if this? What would you do? No, no, I still wouldn't do that. I wouldn't act out. And, you know, as an experiment, there's always going to be a point where someone is going to say, out the window, I go do the thing, right? I respond violently, for example. But the person said, and I would hope that my brothers and sisters who are beside me would hold me back. Mm. So this notion of peace, even in the, the question, is this kind of individual thing. So if you, how do you, like the opening, how do you find this thing, hope, in the midst of all of the chaos and violence? Oh, well, even if I'm full of despair, I hope and I pray that my brothers and sisters and my people come and help me to counter that message that I'm alone. Right? But we are so oriented towards like this kind of individual thing. Um, and so I think that's part of the undoing that we all need also. And then that can lead to as systems and frameworks get larger and larger, then we talk about like countries, oh, countries and war and violence. Well, we can't do this. Well, we've set up ourselves to have to respond the way we do. We've set up a system where so much money is put into the mechanisms of war and resources of war and almost nothing are put into the mechanisms of peace. And so it's not fair to just say, oh, well, we'll just like abolition is not just like, oh, we'll just get rid of the thing and then everything will be fine. It's actually, what do we, how do we create and shift the circumstances of what we're pouring into as if peace is a value, as if life is actually precious? What would we create? And as we create those things, as we build those things, the default response of violence and oppression and othering power over get smaller and smaller because we have capacity and resources to deal with it differently. People aren't dehumanized from jump who learn to dehumanize others to survive. I, this thing around violence in me, I, I, I was reflecting recently on being very, very young and seeing, um, real uh, violence a, a neighbor's father on his son. Um, the son had actually stolen my mom's wallet and he brought him back to return it and then beat him in front of us. And I was probably like five or six or something. And what I realized is that it was horrific. I mean, at the time I just like whoosh, shut down. Um, but later reflecting on it, like how terrifying it was for me to witness that. And I also learned in that moment, oh, 
I never want to be on the receiving end of that. So this, that piece around like, yeah, 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 peace, open, da, 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 right? But then that's always like a backup. Well, worst comes to worst, I can always, I mean, I'm a big person. I can always do something. And that's, right, so from the beginning, if there were different ways of this parent dealing with their child, if there are different ways of me getting uh, and having support to deal with that differently, Right, you transform that kind of response as needed. But that's why it's a, it's a different way of living and being together, which can lead to these things of like, oh, war department, peace department. Oh, right. <laughs> right. X percentage, even if they were equal in terms of like funding, what that, what tra- how that would transform things, right? But it's not fair to just say like, under these same circumstances, you just get rid of one. Oh, we'll just get rid of that response, because we don't have other tools. It would cause more harm. So imagine that's the engagement of like peace, recognizing our relatedness with other people, whether we share the same identity or not, our relatedness with the earth, our relatedness with plants and animals. Imagine if we held that really Right? We would exist on this planet differently, with each other differently. And so what does that mean now? Not like, well, we'll go back to some utopian blah, blah, blah. But like, what does that mean now? Oh, okay. So let me look again inside. What are those tender places that need nourishment? Can I find them? Can I have other people support me? Can I support other people in that? Can I see them? Can I have compassion for them? Can I hold them accountable still? but differently than how I've been taught to in terms of punishment. What would it look like? What does accountability look like differently? And not that like I have some grand answer, but like if we orient towards these other things, then we can come up with some different ways of living. Which then means we don't have to quote, be hopeful. Oh, because we're in it. (laughs) <laughs> we are living these ways that are life affirming, right? We are. Yeah. Yes. So bit by bit, step by step, moment by moment, little, little, little steps. Oh, that's a nice breeze on a hot day. Or like that's a cozy drink, right? On a cold day. There's my favorite sweater, right? Or I ran into a friend, right? And we got to say hello. Like, oh, that's goodness. How everybody knows that feeling. How, and so let me cultivate more of that. Let me allow more of that in my heart versus armoring up everywhere. That's a, such a good point. Like, I love that because that's, that's how I think. Do you know what I mean? Like goodness yeah. and, but, but just what you said, just, I want more of that, you know, you know, in the ordinary, not, not go to right. extraordinary lengths, but in the ordinary and the practicalness mm. of your day and your life that you can, you can, you can seek and find and mm-hmm. find peace and joy and love and tenderness. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember in, in the midst of like despair and all the things, because, you know, I, yes, I had a realization, but like the work of coming out of that is work. <laughs> and takes courage like that's not just like oh look life is affirming and beautiful okay 
all the trauma's gone, all the things are done, right? <laughs> but I remember my mom making a statement about like going for a walk and seeing like the light hit the leaves in a certain way and the birds. And I, in my, I was like, oh, and in my mind, I was like, you've got to be kidding me that like, that's what you're like holding out as the like hope, right? As goodness in life, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm in this like place of like madness and like, and the way that the light bounces off, right? And I, and I, a part of my brain knew, wouldn't that be beautiful to be touched by that? But I couldn't, I couldn't feel it. And like, you know, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I experience it. It is also part of what like, oh, that's like the life affirming, but I couldn't, I was in such a place I couldn't even see it. And, and but I, I was like, Ugh. it's like the, like what I was saying, like that smell, like, yeah, there's a smell over there, but like, that's far. I can't get there. It's all the things in the way. Right. I couldn't imagine the reality of, of being with being nourished by that. Mm -hmm. What might be there it was so foreign. And um, I think that's, that's a, that's, maybe that's hope. Oh, there's something there. There's something in this life that I don't know about that could give me that sense of place, that I also belong here, that this life is for me to be whole, not just to be, just to grind out. Like maybe that's hope. I like it. Right. As always. And I'm going to say to those out there, it's possible. It's possible to find your way. Yeah. You have to honor that, though. Okay. I tell and you, you. And there's you more know, of us out there. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> not alone. I tell you, every time you come, you bring the right message that I. Oh that I, uh, I need for my spirit. And in this season of Advent, for me, mm. um, that's just right in line with, uh, you know, this time of waiting and mm. uh, anticipating and noticing, noticing, Yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Well, Let's thank notice. you, Henri. Thank you, Babs. It's a pleasure. He'll be back, y'all. He'll be back. <laughs> he will be back. So <laughs> thank you for your time today. I, I needed this message. You know, mm. it's very personal to me when you're here. I know other mm. people listen, but this is really it's good for me too. <laughs> I, I get to listen to myself. <laughs> oh, look, down. look at what thing I need to remember. All right. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Take day. You too. The rest of your week. And I will thank see you. you soon. Thank you. Be well, everyone. Thank you, Harry. Bye, Harry. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, Angel in Florida. We'll see you tomorrow too. Ooh.